Hi, I'm Sam Fesich from the EduMagic Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Coming up on episode 60 of Podcast PD, we have for you our first installment of a series called Why Podcast. Today, we're speaking with educator and podcast host Dan Krinus from the Leader of Learning Podcast. Here we go. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day. Except you're going to have more fun with AJ Bianco, Stacey Lindis, and me, Chris Nessie. Let's start the show. Hey, podcast people. Welcome back to another episode of Podcast PD. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. We have a great episode in store for you today. My name is Chris Nessie, at Mr. Nessie on Twitter. Stacy, what is new at the end of your driveway that's gravelly? Uh, not much. The boys and I have enjoyed our week of teacher convention, weekend of teacher convention, and they have off tomorrow while I return to school. But yeah, that's that is really all that is going on in the Lindis household. All right, AJ, how you doing? No, <laughs> Stacy sounds excited. There's nothing going on. What do you want me to say? I'm excited. <laughs> AJ, how are you? I'm doing well. It is November 10th. Today was the day the Jets got their victory over the Giants. In the insignificant bowl, I just in in the dumpster fire bowl. You know what? It doesn't matter. I'm supposed to. I'm. I was told I'm supposed to have bragging rights. Well, based on all the cats at MetLife Stadium, this could have been the kitty litter bowl. There you go. Hey, something's got to go down there. (laughs) Um, The Jets won. Woo! I'm supposed to be excited. That's what everybody keeps telling me. Amen. Amen. There it is. There it is. (laughs) I love it. So uh, I'm excited. The Jets won. Baseball season's right around the corner. Right. 13 weeks, pitchers and catchers. <laughs> that sounds like a good number. I like Seriously? that. That's a good number. I, I like that. 13 weeks is, is, I can deal with that. I can deal. Just got to get through How Thanksgiving you? and Christmas and Valentine's Day. Let's well, have that, the Super Bowl be over and done with. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that too. Just saying. Wow. <laughs> Life is good for me. I was happy to report on Instagram today because that's where I put this kind of fun stuff. I have officially lost 15 pounds since <sighs> August Yay! 1st. All right. <sighs> And, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I'm looking good. My face is less round as Bowtie Joe told me a few weeks ago and it's becoming less round every day and I feel good. Although the other day I was moving upwards of 500 pounds on this yoke contraption and I pulled my quad. Ugh. So are you still doing a uh, CrossFit? Yes. If, if I was a professional baseball player, I'd be out four to six weeks, but I just rested for a couple days and I'll be back at the gym tomorrow. Don't they way call to, it a way box? to be tough. I don't know. It's something that you can add weight in the four corners. and I No, was... no, no. They, don't they call like the gym for CrossFit a box? I have no idea. I just show up three nights a week and get my butt kicked. And I pay. All right. Yeah. I, I raked the leaves today, so that, that hurt. I don't know. It's the same thing. I guess not. Okay. No. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us tonight on the podcast, because we want to go too far without mentioning him, we are joined by Dan Krinus, fellow podcaster fellow educator, uh, Dan Krinus, what is up? 
Hey friends, uh, what is up? I had a, a great weekend, probably a lot more exciting than Stacy. Um, but <laughs> as I just shared, my son, nine-year-old son, uh, finally learned how to ride a bike without his training wheels. So while I was knee-deep in analyzing dissertation research and also uh, the, the leaves in my yard, that was something really exciting that happened. So uh, it, it really made this weekend worthwhile. That is great. As I said before, recorded that makes him like a free man. He can ride his bike, and there he goes. Yeah, today riding a bike, tomorrow like driving a car. Oh my god! Not into trees. <laughs> Not into trees <laughs> or walls. All right, so AJ, we started this episode with you saying this brand new series called Why Podcast. Can you give us all a little bit more insight? Yeah. So this is my my brilliant idea, which is probably not as brilliant as we think about it as time goes on. But I'm going to call it a brilliant idea until it doesn't work. Um, I want, we want, and we're going to start with you, Dan. Uh, we want people who podcast, whether it's in the field of education or beyond, and we want to hear your story. Like, as podcasters, as educators, uh, we want to know, like, why are you doing this? What is the reason behind podcasting? It's becoming a, a bigger thing. Um, we're, we're finding more and more people who do podcasts. So I figured, let's get those people out there to share their voices. Let's get them even to promote their podcast and, and understand where they're coming from. I, I think we all have a story to tell. And I think that this would really be great as a starting point for all of us to, to learn and maybe inspire somebody out there who wants to create their own podcast. Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for the opportunity. And, and I know that I've gotten to speak to you guys in person before, and, and we've shared some of our, you know, swapped uh, stories about the why behind why we do this. But um, I guess for your audience, you know, to start generally speaking, uh, it's an opportunity for me to create content. You know, you said podcasting is becoming more popular. I just think in general, um, with social media the way it is and communication and the fact that our world is getting so much smaller at this point, um, the world of connected educators and everything, uh, sharing content is is the way to go. And you know, I think it's a great idea to push that with our students these days as well. And, and maybe we'll talk about that in a little bit. But as far as us, the educators, um, you know, not living in isolation and, and being restricted to the four walls of your own classroom or even your own school building, but getting out there and, and connecting and, and consuming content, but even creating content as well to just give back and, and contribute to education, the field of education and pushing education forward as a profession. Um, I, I think I, I kind of got that itch first when I became an instructional coach uh, a few years back. And I said to myself, I I'm really starting to do some good here and help teachers in my own building. And I wonder if I could maybe do that for a, a broader population, have a bigger impact. And so that's kind of what got me into it in the first place. Um, I don't know if you guys know this about me. I majored in broadcast journalism at the University of Connecticut, uh, and, I, and I was on the radio. Yeah, UConn Huskies. Go Huskies. Um, I, I got on the radio, and I was broadcasting basketball games and some different sports things and, and running the soundboard and doing some engineering, and I even did a little bit of minor league baseball as an intern. And so speaking and, and broadcasting was kind of my thing, and, and when I went to that sharing of the content – I said, you know, I don't, I love writing. I really do, but I just don't have the time to do it. And I, I don't know that I'd be able to uh, be consistent enough with the content, put it out every week or every couple of weeks. So for me, uh, podcasting is more comfortable and I think it's just more consistent. See, I think that's amazing. And I, and I really, I, I give you a round of applause for, for starting up because I know if it wasn't for Chris, 
I know Stacy and I would not be doing this, and that's that's for darn darn sure. And um, and, and I got to jump in and, and sorry to cut you off, but I got to say Chris was a big help and inspiration uh, to me as well getting started. And you know, uh, it's awkward because I'm like looking at him on the screen right now too. But you know, to give him a public shout out, it, it is awkward for people to see me. Yes, <laughs> I don't mean looking at. Well, I do mean looking at him, but not like the way he looks. Anyway, um, you know, I, I guess I I did kind of take the leap and and take those first steps to get started um but when i had questions and uh actually let me let me back up a second it was it was really chris as an inspiration for me as a listener uh house of ed tech was one of the first shows that i that i got into in terms of my listening to podcasts and consuming content um so i was learning from chris even before i was reaching out to him as a podcast as a new podcaster um, but when I was a new podcaster, definitely uh, help with everything from learning how to really do this right and, and where to host your podcast to how to host your website. He helped me get started on my, you know, getting updating my website and everything. So, uh, you know, thank you to Chris. But I guess, you know, that's another thing, too. It's important uh, to if you make that decision to jump out there as a content creator and not just consumer there are people to go to there are resources to find to help you out too you don't have to just wing it or think that uh you you don't know what you're doing forever yeah you'll you'll learn but like chris says just hit record just get started um if you have an idea go for it take it and run with it yeah and the worst thing that's going to happen is nobody's going to listen but when people start you have to realize you don't have an audience so it, it, it's worth it to, to learn and make those mistakes and you know Again, just put yourself out there, just hit record, and you never know what's going to happen. I think that's that's true for myself when I started, you know, almost six years ago. And even when we started this podcast, we did it because I want to talk to Stacey and AJ, you know, all the time. And I believe that there was something there between us to share, you know, the unique perspectives that we have in education. And anybody can find that, whether you want a podcast about education or as Stacy likes to hear me talk about, if you want a podcast about duct tape wallet making, <laughs> you know, it exists, it exists, but whatever you're interested in, you know, put your voice out there and I'm with you, Dan. It's a pain in the neck to write a blog post. Meanwhile, uh, even just to create the content for my podcast now, I'm basically doing that every week anyway um i'm creating show notes every week and now i've committed to every other week putting out uh as as professional a, a newsletter as i can to my newsletter subscribers and uh i've been the, the list is growing and i've been doing really well there and i'm i'm getting people who are are reading my stuff and so i want to continue to create you know valuable content for them in terms of um, you know, topics that we discuss on the show or, or leadership topics in general, you know, my big thing. And if you, if you do listen to my show, I appreciate it. If not yet, you'll get to know that at the end of every, every episode, I say, no matter who you are or where you are, you too can be a leader of learning because it's all about leading without labels. It doesn't matter what your title is, what your role is. Everyone in education is a leader, you know, from classroom teacher on up to superintendent. It doesn't matter. And so, um, you know, I talk about leadership a lot. And, and I put out, like I said, this newsletter that talks about leadership, but that doesn't mean that you have to be an administrator, uh, any educator. Like I said, classroom teacher, superintendent, all the way up, doesn't matter. And actually, since we hadn't said it yet, 
you do host the Leader of Learning podcast, which people can find at leaderoflearning.com. Uh, real quick, when did you launch the podcast? So I started with what we in the podcast world called an episode zero in, <laughs> I think it was like May or June of 2017. It was just before uh, I went to the ISTE conference for the first time in San Antonio, Texas that year. Uh, and then when I got back to the school year in September is when I launched my first official episode. And uh, Sarah Thomas, Dr. Sarah Thomas of EduMatch fame was my first guest. And uh, I haven't listened to that in a long time. I need to go back and listen. It's, um, it's pretty funny. I, I really wanted for a while to, I guess, have this claim of look at what I can do for uh, little to no money and keep it short and simple and you know short and sweet. I think my first episode was like 14 minutes, uh, but I realized I just I cut too much stuff out and I cut my guests too short and there just wasn't enough to cover in terms of um, you know letting Sarah say all the stuff that she wanted to say and for me to feature her as much as I wanted to as a guest. So uh, now my episodes are pushing like 25 minutes on average, um, somewhere between 20 and 30. So let's say 25. Uh, I like to keep them short. So people can listen for the most part, like in a car ride to and from work, um, but try to pack a lot of, of meat, you know, of, of really good quality content in there. So Dan, since we're going with the why of podcasting, when you think about the, the, the topics you're going to, you're going to speak to in your podcast, do you first think of a topic and then say, okay, who matches this idea of a topic? Or do you go out there looking for people and see what they bring to the table? Ideally, I like to jump to topics that I think that my listeners will find interesting. Um, but I would say that in my experience uh, as a podcast host, it kind of tends to be more like I find someone who has a message that I really think is interesting, or maybe they create content that I really want to feature. Uh, and I think my listeners will get a lot of value out of, whether it's a book or um they have a podcast too, or even a YouTube channel, whatever it is. So I would say eight times out of 10, it's probably find the guest and then kind of go to the topic that we want to talk about. But uh, I do I do put that spin on it that like everybody in education is a leader. And so I'm really never short on topic ideas. So it works out okay to find the guest first, but I do like to keep it around a certain topic, which it, it makes it easy sometimes because if I find someone who has written a book or has a book about to come out or they have their own podcast, you kind of know what to go to. Now you prefer doing your shows as a, with a guest or do you prefer doing it solo? I know you don't have a lot of solo shows. So, so what do you, what do you like? I definitely prefer having a guest and it's not because I feel uncomfortable going solo. Um, I definitely, I, I, we said this before we even hit record here tonight, like I don't really plan a lot out. Uh, I do like to keep it pretty organic in terms of the conversations, the questions that I ask. I think I'm a pretty good interviewer in terms of uh, making my guests feel comfortable enough to share with me and my listeners um, and also just coming up with ideas of questions to ask them. And so uh, we keep it really organic. Keep Welcome it to episode natural, one of the. <laughs> oh, that was episode one. Yeah, that's going way back. That's uh, over two years. That's well, cool. I, I was trying to get this right, and it was uh, taking me a few minutes while you guys were talking. But 
Can I pause you for a second? We can actually dip into the well and actually go back to your first episode for a, for a minute or two. That would be that would be interesting. Yeah. Pick it All right. Pick it Here apart. we go. Leader of Learning, episode one. Leader of Learning podcast. In this episode, we talk about getting connected and developing oneself as an educator. So this episode is about becoming a connected educator. You know, uh, technology has really done so many things to the way that teachers and educators go about their jobs. One of the things, of course, is that it enhances the delivery of content and the creation of content in the classroom. But outside of the classroom, what it has also enabled teachers to do is to use technology and social media to connect to other educators in their state, in their country, even around the world. Uh, in a couple of minutes, I speak with Sarah Thomas, the founder of EduMatch, and someone who I consider a, a leading expert in the field of connecting as an educator. Sarah is the founder of a group called EduMatch. Sarah is a regional technology coordinator in the Washington, D.C. area, and a few months ago won a prestigious award called the Making It Happen Award by uh, ISTE, which is really the, the leading international organization for instructional technologies and um, hold a huge conference every year. And, and this year at the conference, Sarah was, was given that award and... Um, I can't say enough things, great things about the work she's done at bringing educators together and connecting them. And on a personal level, how much it's done for me and, and in my career, becoming a connected educator. So here is my interview with Sarah. Well, people can go and listen to the actual conversation if they haven't. But what are your thoughts there going into the first two minutes of that very first episode? I think it actually sounds decent. Um, I've changed a lot uh, of things since then. Um, first and foremost, I've changed my microphone. Um, not that that didn't sound that great. I was back then. I was using a blue snowball, um, and thankfully, I was recording in a pretty quiet space. But uh, I've definitely upgraded the equipment a little bit since then. I, I now have the Education Podcast Network uh, bumper in front of the show uh, because about about a year later. I, Actually, no, it wasn't even a year later. It was like maybe four, five, six months after that is uh, is when I was accepted onto the network. Um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm still really proud of what I put out even two years ago, uh, but definitely, definitely come a long way since then in terms of the show. Um, but really like, I guess my brand and, and just me, how I've evolved as an educator and as a professional uh since since then it there's so much has happened it's crazy what are some things that you can attribute to having your podcast like because of my podcast blank um yeah i mean i think a lot of what i would say about the reason the like what i've gotten out of having my podcast is also what i've gotten out of being a connected educator i think the two things go hand in hand but um, you know, speaking gigs, uh, presenting at conferences, 
uh, definitely having people like know me when I'm there. Uh, not claiming edgy celebrity status, but you know, I, I do I do get recognized sometimes, and and maybe even for my voice rather than like what I look like if people are listening. But um, definitely opportunities uh, to to speak, opportunities to travel. Uh, I've been to ISTE conferences now in San Antonio. Chicago and Philly. Um, I've been to, I've been accepted to speak at ASCD Empower in Chicago last year, and now in Los Angeles uh, in 2020. Um, being named an ASCD Emerging Leader in 2017, um, I do think those are opportunities that probably I wouldn't have if. I was not as connected as I am. Maybe if I didn't have my show, I'm not sure. But uh, you know, just just being connected, having those opportunities, and as I mentioned before, um, just really taking my learning and um, and professional development, if you will, outside of my school and my district and my state, and you know, just it, it's really opened up the world to to someone who. I don't know. I, I'm not sure I was really doing that um, beyond two years ago, three years ago. Now, all all that's fantastic, and, and like I know, I know, I, I'm like I said, I'm a listener to your podcast, so I do enjoy everything that you're putting out there. So, you know, kudos to you, kudos to things you've done, and and the message you send is phenomenal. I'm a listener, so let's put it out there for our audience. Tell us a little bit uh, what people would get from listening to your show. I hope this doesn't sound too cheesy for you guys. I don't know if I've said it to you before. Like, I am my biggest fan. Um, you know, like I need to be Mr. a fan Podcast of my show. Over here. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be a fan of my show first. And and um, as much as I do enjoy putting out content for my listeners, uh, you know, my the email subscribers, the followers. If I am not interested in a guest or interested in a topic. Um, I'm not going to be proud to put it out there for people. Um, that's not to say that I deny uh, a potential guest if they reach out to me for the opportunity to come on to my show, although I do do that a lot, but I have accepted some people. Um, and it's not to say that I wouldn't take suggestions from listeners about guests or topics that they want to hear, but... I really, I do it for me first. I apologize to anyone listening if they think that that's not the right way to do it, if that's being selfish. I don't know. But um, I just really want to be proud of what I'm doing and, and I want to learn from it. Um, you know, I think we, we haven't talked too much about this, but I said before, it's about creating content, but it's about creating content for yourself so that you can push yourself to grow as a professional and uh, as a podcaster and as a content creator and consumer, or whatever. Um, you also asked before about kind of how I approach the episodes in terms of the topics. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I got to be honest. Sometimes I, I don't know what the right term is. Second guess myself a little bit, and I and I think, am I? Is this a leadership show? But I always go back to my point that I said before. Like no matter who you are or where you are, you're a leader, and so it is pretty wide reaching in terms of the topics that we discuss. Um, we'll discuss ed tech. We'll discuss leadership. We'll discuss, uh, I mean, my latest episode was talking about how to work with introverted students. My next episode is talking about how to really um, help students learn math better by getting them to explore problems better. Uh, so 
it is a little bit all over the place, but I think that uh, it, it is grounded in that idea of that everybody is a leader. And so um, I actually got a bit, a bit of feedback the other day that I thought was perfect for, for me to hear or read rather on Twitter, which uh, one of my listeners said that even though not every episode is something is a topic that really resonates with them, they still want to listen. And the reason why they want to listen is because they think that that message may help someone else. And so they are relaying the message and taking what they've gathered from that topic to then support other educators that they work with. That was uh, like, at first I'm like, wait, so he doesn't listen to every episode? Like, that sucks. But I, I got what he meant. And I, that feedback really meant a lot to me. I, I really appreciated hearing that. No, that that's key. And that's, it's, it's almost like, I remember my Spanish teacher in high school telling me, you know, you've learned Spanish when you start to dream in that language. So I think you have, I don't want to say you've arrived as a podcast, but you know, you're making an impact when people still want to listen to you, even if the topic you might be talking about in a particular episode isn't relevant to them. Uh, there, there are podcasters I'm connected with that even go a step further that they do multiple podcasts and they'll have people who listen to all of their shows just because they feel that connection and that relationship with the host. And I think that's something we all aspire to do is build those relationships. You know, I mean, it sure it would be great if we had stuff for people to buy, but for right now, people are buying into what we're sharing, the conversations we're having. Um, and you talk about the type of guests you bring on. We brought you on here, Dan, because we want to learn from you and hear your story. It just so happens other people are going to download it and listen to it and they're going to get value as much as the three of us are getting value from talking to you tonight. Um, I know that you're, and, and thank you, by the way, uh, you know, even hearing things from you, Chris, where you say like, I've arrived as podcast. So that means a lot. Um, but I will say, and, and I'd be remiss if I didn't bring this up, I think at this point in the conversation, since we are talking about, uh, why, why we podcast, um, that feeling of imposter syndrome is real sometimes a lot of times oh yeah and um you know i could have easily gone to a comment or a piece of feedback like that where someone said you know i don't necessarily love every topic that you're putting out and being like man am i not am i not doing something right am, am i missing the boat here am i uh you know disengaged from my audience i i don't maybe i don't know what i'm doing but um I didn't think that way and and I was proud of myself for for not thinking that way but you know there are times where um maybe I hear the same guests that I've had on my show talking on other shows or um you know like let's face it a lot of people are putting out podcasts these days and some of them overlap in terms of um not just the content but the the topics and the themes and um it's it could be intimidating and um, I think that everybody who is doing it or wants to do it or has an interest in doing it needs to understand that that's okay. Um, you know, people, people can hear the same message from different people and it's going to resonate differently. Um, something that one person says will be different from another. The way they say it will be different. Um, you know, I can definitely point to several education podcasts that I listen to that that all take like this similar, I won't say the same, but a similar leadership 
stances I take and, and similar themes and topics, but we all do it very differently and we say things differently and, and we spread our messages differently. So it, every once in a while, I'm not going to lie, you know, it does cross my mind and, and that, that imposter syndrome creeps in. But um, I think at the end of the day, just stepping back and realizing like, I do have something to say and my message is important and there are people who probably need to hear it somewhere and they, they'll get it. They'll, they'll hear that message. And that's also key because, you know, and I recognize this too, you know, in the ed tech space where, sure, do I want to be the only ed tech podcast that people listen to? Sure. But if I was the only ed tech podcast that people listen to, then they'd not be learning as much as they possibly could, you know? So my episodes come out every two weeks and I hit my topic. And, you know, again, like you're saying, some of the guests go around from podcast to podcast, but there are topics I've heard about on other ed tech podcasts that I haven't covered yet. And, you know, maybe I would have a different perspective, but there that, that's okay. There's room for everybody. Um, and actually you, you mentioned, you know, sharing something positive about your show. Um, we recently got a one star review on this podcast and I don't how, know how relevant it is, but, and I'm going to share it. This person wrote on October 29th, the review was titled, really not impressed. I'm here to learn about education. Didn't even stick around to see what was up with the content. How serious are you about your mission and your message? What were you talking about? I have no idea, but we if really were talking about education. We really hurt somebody. I have no idea, but on week, there was another one earlier this year, disappointed. I was excited for this because I'm a PD nerd. However, I couldn't get into the style of the hosts. Sad to unsubscribe. Hmm. But on but we they go. Subscribed. Who subscribes to something without knowing what it is? Stacy, you can speak to yeah, that. Sure, I do. <laughs> I do. Yes, pointing the finger at myself. You know. But Dan, but, I think what you're saying is is really interesting because, like, like Chris said that that you've you've arrived, and I think that there's a lot of um, value in creating something not only for yourself, but that people find value in. And, you know, Chris is not going to listen to your podcast about math and think like, I'm totally bringing this into my classroom on Monday or Tuesday when he goes back to school. But he might recommend it to his very good friend, the math teacher, Joe Juba, who might get a lot out of that. And and that's when I really do feel like like you've made it right. Like people are recommending you for authentic reasons beyond like, Oh, just listen to this show. It's like, listen to this very specific show because I thought of you when I heard it. And yeah. then, um, you know, one of my favorite things about hosting this show is getting to listen to people talk about their story or share relevant professional learning with me. Um, this is, this is my own personal professional development. Like every, every Sunday when we record, I'm learning something new, whether it's from these two guys or these two guys and a guest that we have on like you, like I'm always learning something. And I just, I value podcasting just for that alone. Yeah. I think uh, a couple of things actually that Chris and Stacy that you guys both sh just said, um, made me think like, Chris, you said something about, uh, you know, that there are other technology, educational technology podcasts out there. And I will say that that's one topic that I try not to um, bring onto the show too often, because I think as as a connected educator, I just I know so many people in the ed tech space and, and I love ed tech, um, but that doesn't mean I have to talk about it every few episodes. Um, and then, yeah, Stacy, like 
you know this this episode uh actually by the time this show comes out uh that episode will probably be out also um the episodes come out for me every other monday um and, and so i think it's safe enough to share robert kaplinsky it, it was my guest and um you know yes it's he's a math educator uh, but he was also the creator of hashtag observe me which i think is a fascinating movement and um you know as someone who is a coach in my school and trying to facilitate learning walks with teachers and get them to learn from and with each other that was something i really wanted to talk about and then his his ideas of how to instruct students go so much deeper and so so much farther than just the math content area and so that that's i guess getting back to aj's question before too like that's the that's the spin that i try and put on my episodes and and the information that i try and pull out of my guests you know i could have had robert to come on and just talk about teaching math but instead it was like how do you really get students to learn math how can you you know his his big thing is um, he calls it the open middle, and I won't get too much into it, but it's basically like it, each math problem, and if you're doing problem-based learning, this could go for any content area, has an op- uh, a beginning, a middle, and an end, and, and he thinks that you need to open up that middle more and, and have it be more authentic, more exploratory, and really more problem-based than uh, than it, it already is. So um, it was just really great to talk to him, and, and it's great to talk to all my guests because I just... I learned so much. After him, I have a guest who is coming on the show talking about how she was so fed up with the traditional school model. She opened up her own micro schools. She's opened up a bunch of them. It, they're they're maxed out at like 30 students and they just do education so differently. So I just love learning about all these different topics and from all these different amazing guests who are trying to kind of turn education upside down, really. And that's the whole point. That's the point. That's the treat that you give your your listeners every every Monday when you come out. So good for you. Good for your audience. They get to learn with you and from you. Before we shift gears out of podcasting, Dan, what do you see as, as the future of the leader of learning? Where where do you want to take your show in the next, I, I won't say five years because who knows, but where do you see your show, you know, six months or 12 months from now? in what you want to be doing with it. I'm, I'm going to ask you to ask me that question again in another like two months or three <laughs> months. And, and here's why. And maybe we'll talk about this a little bit. But uh, you guys know I'm a doctoral student and I am wrapping up my research and my writing on my dissertation. And I, like I said, you know, putting out consistent content um, is challenging especially when you're a full-time student and a dad and you got a full-time job. So um, leader of learning is absolutely a passion of mine and it has turned into, I I think I could safely say, you know, we've all said like I've arrived, I appreciate that, but I I think I could safely say uh, it is now a brand and it has a a community that's been built up around it. And I'm really proud of that. And I I really want to keep producing quality content. Um, But I don't, I, I need to get through this next hurdle in my professional career before I can really branch out even more. I do. I Wait, know so, I so wanted for those who are yeah. listening, that's podcaster speak for leader of learning is going to go on hiatus pretty soon. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, I, I, I really, I'm trying my darndest not to, um, I, you know, but I just said I to, have, you know, is it the end of the world? No, I'm not telling no, you, it's, to, not, the, but, it's you not the end of the world. Yeah, no, I, 
I think I could. As a matter of fact, this past summer, and, and I don't want to go into this whole story again. Uh, AJ knows more than anybody, I think. But we, we all talked about uh, some struggles that I went through over the summer, uh, transitioning from, from one job to another. Um, and I didn't really produce much over the summer. Um, I think I came out with one episode in late June, early July, either right before or right after ISTE. And then I didn't really come out with anything again until like late August. Uh, and I, and I still have people tuning in, so I'm not super worried about that, but no, I, I've done a pretty good job of, uh, banking a couple episodes and, and spreading things out enough to the point where, um, and, and we could talk, this is a whole nother episode about like work life balance. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to balance everything. Um, the full-time job, the full-time student, the family, the, the podcast or everything. And, And it's not easy. Again, that's a separate episode, but uh, yeah, we're we're doing it. We're doing it. All right, so then I'll, I'll ask you that question in in two months. In two months, um, fair enough. Let, let me fire away with something else, then, because you did touch on the fact that your podcast has allowed you to build community. You have your newsletter. You're connecting with listeners. Uh, can you speak to the value of community? How you've built it, and what that experience has been like to bring people together around your podcast and your content. Yeah, I mean, it is, I think it is powerful uh, to be able to say that. And it gets back to the point that I brought up before about how, especially when I became a coach and I was supporting teachers in my own building, but I wanted to maybe have a, a bigger impact. I think that's it. You know, um, being connected and and having that community um not only does it allow me to provide value and provide that kind of support to other educators who are maybe not even in my area, you know, geographically speaking, um, but just learning from each other and pushing each other. Um, and when I say pushing each other, gosh, I, I mean, there, there are so many ways that, that we push each other. It's, it could be everything from like we're we're talking about here. Hey, you want to start a podcast? Awesome, I I can help you with that. Um, but it could also be like, man, teaching is freaking tough, and I need some help just getting through it. I don't know how I I'm surviving. Like, it's it's everything. I think I saw Stacy raise her hand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I think that's it. Just the support, you know. It's not about me pushing my brand or pushing my message as much as it is uh just supporting each other through whatever whether it's surviving the day surviving the week surviving the school year or you know even and i'm gonna put aj on blast a little bit here but like we we talked a couple times last year even in person we met up and and we were both at at that point in and we're still kind of in similar positions where uh, and Chris, I, I think you are too, like trying to uh, climb the ladder, you know, leadership wise in our schools, in our district. And we we were supporting each other. Uh, I actually ended up working back in the school that AJ got his start at and, and where he went to school, right? So um, he was helping me uh, with that. And, and uh, when things didn't work, he also supported me through that. And, and I think I at least helped a little bit in terms of... Um, supporting him in, in transitioning into his new role and, and helping him climb the ladder a little bit. So that's it, man. Just uh, the community is less about um, less about me 
providing content and more about just educators coming together to rally around each other, support each other, and just learn from and with each other. Kumbaya. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> no, Dan, I, I think you did hit spot on there. I think you are absolutely correct. I mean, one of your episodes you recorded, I guess, two summers ago now was about philosophy. And your episode really helped me reshift my focus and figure out my philosophy on, on leadership. So I, I understand where you're coming from and I appreciate the message you're putting out there. Thanks, man. All right, Dan. So before we close out this part of the conversation uh, or the episode, if you were to give advice to somebody in somebody, one of our listeners right now in your shoes two and a half years ago, what would you tell them if they were thinking, man, I got a, I got a message. I got something I want to say. I don't want to be a, a blogger. I want to start a podcast. What's the advice you give them? Yeah, I mean, uh, if someone wants to be a content creator, um, do like what I said before that I wanted to do and have a bigger impact uh, in, in terms of supporting educators more globally, let's say. Um, I, I guess to to channel my inner Chris Nessie, I would say hit record. <laughs> God, that was scary. Um, no, 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 seriously, like just get started. And And if getting started means literally hitting record, then that's what you do. If starting, if you're someone who really likes to plan, you're not going to hit record. Sorry, Chris, you're not going to hit record uh, right away. But get connected. And if you're not, you know, if you're not connected already, um, and, and find, be resourceful, find, uh, find ways to do it. Start listening to podcasts, start, hey, we, there are Voxer groups out there. I mean, like three of them uh, that have, you know, other educational podcasters. And um, sometimes it's hard to keep up with uh, having like three of them, but hey, join one of them. I don't care. Uh, you know, find your tribe, so to speak. Uh, you know, find shows, find hosts that you can, that resonate with you, that, that you can relate to. And um, yeah, definitely, you know, get started. I, I was actually just, this is a, a really funny story. And again, by the time this episode comes out, it'll have happened. But I was just contacted by someone who she and I started teaching together 14 years ago in the Bronx. Uh, and I was teaching eighth grade ELA. She was teaching eighth grade Spanish. We were right across the hall from each other. And even though um, our, our paths sort of parted after a couple of years working together uh she actually is doing leading a professional development in her district uh this week this coming weekend on podcasting and so she asked me to you know help out and and do like a q and a and and connect with with her and and her uh, participants and i'm really looking forward to that so right there is an opportunity for me to potentially uh, out of the 25 participants that'll be involved in that PD, maybe, you know, touch a few of them at the very least who say, hmm, maybe I want to do this. I think I want to do this. Yes, I really want to do this. How do I get started? You know, so uh, we'll see. You know, again, I'll, you asked me that in a couple months too, and we'll see if maybe some of those people have gotten started on their, uh, their own podcast. So, so really, you're just angling to come back in two months. <laughs> I am. I haven't really gotten to talk. You know what? I, I, I do. I keep telling myself, like, as as many podcasts as I've been on as a guest now too. talk about like I've arrived. I haven't even 
become Dr. Dan Krinus yet. So when I do, like, I really want to talk about what I'm studying and what my research is, uh, is showing here. So, so here's a teaser. All right. For the next time that I come on, uh, we're going to talk about where leader of learning is going five years from now. And we're also going to talk about this really awesome dissertation that I'm writing on transformational leadership practices in our school administrators that inspire a growth mindset in classroom teachers. Cause I think that's really important. How are our leaders inspiring our teachers to want to grow? There it I is. I love it. Oh my <laughs> goodness, that's so simple. I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by that, to be honest with you. So we are going to have Thank you back you. on, and and it'll be an actual conversation about that, not why you podcast. But this is valuable too. Don't sell it. Oh, short, no, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's not a good <laughs> conversation. But you just threw that at us, and I'm like, oh wow, that's really uh, it's pretty powerful right there. That's it. We shelf this one and we like wait. Two yeah, months. delete <laughs> the lost episode. <laughs> <laughs> so we have one final question for you that we ask all of our guests, or when we remember, we ask all of our guests, and that is, um, if you could identify your ideal PD, either to um, partake in or to host yourself, what would it be? You know, generally speaking, I would say that uh, something that really lets me explore my passions, but I guess to be more specific, um, you know, for me at this point, I can safely say and, and keep you with the theme of this episode, it's podcasting, right? But for other teachers and look, podcasting with your students or, or getting your students to create um, tasks and, and projects and assignments is the same thing. Just letting anyone teacher, student, doesn't matter, uh, have the opportunity to explore what they're passionate about and to produce something that, uh, that gives them that creative outlet that, that they can be comfortable with. Uh, so giving people in a, in a PD, let's say, an opportunity to produce something, but that everybody has a choice to do whatever they want to... Um, to prove what they've learned and, and how much they've gotten and, and what kind of value they've taken away from that PD. I also like the, the student, like the learner selected um, aspect of it, because I think that when we're passionate about what we're learning, we actually put effort into it. Go figure. I just listened to a podcast the other day that was talking about how um, still Nobody really has gotten personalized learning down. We still don't really know exactly how to do that. And, and I agree. Uh, but I think that's a big part of it. You know, really giving students or teachers the opportunity to explore. And I think most importantly, because you can't forget about this part, that they need to produce something in whatever way, shape, or form that they can that speaks to them um, to really prove that they've uh, gotten value from whatever it is. All right, Dan. Well, this has been a fantastic conversation, and we're glad that you came on to share a little about why you podcast and give people a little bit of, of a taste of the Leader of Learning podcast, which, again, people can find at leaderoflearning.com, and there will be a link to that in the show notes out at podcastpd.com slash 60. And before we get to what we're listening to, and Dan is prepared because we made sure of that before we started, uh, we're going to share what we've been listening to. But first, I just want to take a second to remind everybody 
that you can now support Podcast PD by becoming an executive producer. Again, you can make a one-time donation of any amount, or you could consider making uh, a predetermined donation that we've established of three, five, or ten dollars. Uh, at the three dollar level, we will send you an awesome executive producer sticker. At five dollars, AJ will record your voicemail as Lego Batman. And at the $10 level, we will send you an awesome podcast PD t-shirt for more information and to be shouted out on a future episode and uh, mentioned on the website, go to podcastpd.com slash executive producers for information about how you can do that. And now it's time to share what we've been listening to. AJ, take it away. All right. So I'm going to throw out the episode I've been listening to. Uh, I was doing the leaves today and, uh, Needed a good podcast to listen to, and I found a good one. So I know I've recommended um, this this podcast before, but this is a p- specific episode, and it's the uh, Aspire, the Leadership Development Podcast. Uh, and this is the episode, Fair Isn't Always Equal, featuring Wick Wormelli. And uh, this is fantastic. I don't know if anybody's out there. I'm sure you've heard of, of Rick before. Um, yeah, he's, he's an author of several books, uh, Fair isn't always equal, and and many of them like that. So, this episode was was really something that grabbed my attention, and something I listened to, and I booked Mark to listen to it again. Uh, and the episode episode was just uh, talking about differentiated learning. So, in education, we talk about the power of differentiated learning, but what about differentiated grading? Wick Romelli is a expert in differentiated assessments and grades. And in this episode, Josh and Rick discuss differentiated grading, uh, the idea that fair isn't always equal, traditional grading scale and the impact it has on learning, the role of homework, redos and retakes done right, busting myths about differentiated instruction, and the impact of a zero and GPA and the future of grading. Uh, I really think uh, this episode is something that's going to stand out to a lot of people, especially those trying to make the shift in education and really make the change that they feel is necessary. So definitely give this episode a listen to. Um, I think it's going to be one that you listen to first time and then go back to for a, a re-listen because that's what I'll be doing. And of course, I'm downloading it now. So thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> Number 1684. No. 2003. <laughs> Shut it. <laughs> All right. Uh, my recommendation uh, going back to the art of manliness, well, and this is one that I've bookmarked and definitely want to share here and get a lot of people to listen to it. It was Art of Manliness, episode 557, titled Grow, Adapt, and Reinvent Yourself Through Ultra Learning. Here's a little bit of the description. Uh, many of us want to learn a new skill or master a new area of expertise, either to further or change our career or simply for the sake of personal fulfillment. But going deep in a subject seems like it would take too long and even require maybe going back to school, something most of us don't have time, money, or the desire to do. The guest on this episode is Scott Young, and he's the author of a book called Ultra Learning, Master Hard Skills, Outsmart the Competition, and Accelerate Your Career. Uh, And this conversation with Brent begins with Scott's successful experiment of completing coursework for a computer science degree at MIT for free in less than a year. And this opens Scott up to the idea of what he calls ultra learning. And this really struck a chord with me, hit a nerve, whatever, in terms of how can we really inspire students to want to learn and 
you know, for people like us who want to learn and grow as professionals or pick up hobbies or whatever, how we can really take time. If you want to learn something, there are ways you can go out and learn something quickly and effectively, and it can change so much about you. So art of manliness five, five, seven. Yeah. So I'll be listening to that one. And, um, I think it's safe to say that we are Brent's biggest fans on this show because it seems that every week or every other week we are (laughs) recommending something from the art of manliness podcast. So, uh, I've been shouting him out on Instagram through the podcast PD and our Mm -hmm. stories and, uh, he liked it. So I'm going to try to get him to be a guest. He will be on this show at some point. He'll be part of our why we podcast. First of all, my number is 1600 good round number. Um, Pennsylvania Avenue. Anyway, um, it was lower, but you know, I just added one. I listened to a few this weekend, so it was it was it was actually higher. But you know, then I got it to be lower. But my recommendation is something I listened to yesterday as I was driving home from the gym in the morning, and um, I haven't mentioned this podcast in a really long time, but I listened to it. I listened to it religiously when it was more of a series, and now it, it comes out a little more sporadically. But it's embedded which is an NPR podcast, and this one is titled This Is Not a Joke. And the caption reads, When a student starts down the path toward racist extremism, there's no set plan for how a school should respond, but teachers and fellow students are often the first to spot the warning signs. So what can they do? And basically the entire episode talks about... um, It starts off talking about the two unfortunate incidents in the summer in El Paso and in Dayton, and how it led officials, um, whether they be school officials or law law enforcement officials, to really take a hard look at the rhetoric that people put out there in their social media or in their you know darker areas of social media, and how they talk about um, you know what they would like to do to certain groups based on racist extremes and um, you know the the hatred that is really kind of festering and boiling inside them and one of the things they talked about is like nipping um some of the conversation in the bud and how it's inappropriate at school and my first thought was you know what about our first amendment right and you know i always shy away from those really hard conversations in the classroom a i deal with 10 year olds so like on the first day of school when one of your 10 year olds tells you um his feelings about the president and you're just like yeah we're not really talking about that right now um let's unpack you know, I, I feel like I, you know, am not the the person to have that conversation with because I have my own very um, strong feelings about politics, and you know, we're not really as educators in my district supposed to talk about our our political points of view. But you know, what place does do these kinds of extreme hatred and these extreme alt right um, groups, you know, what? Where do, how do they fit into the larger school climate and culture? And they really don't have a place. And like one of the things that I took away from it at the end of the episode, um, some of the teachers who have been involved in this type of um, incident with their own students created a handbook, you know, something that has never really existed or, um, you know, four or five years ago didn't really need to exist not as much as it needs to now, they created a handbook for teachers on how to spot that kind of um, student and how to help them get help themselves. So um, basically they profile a student who was, you know, removed from the school setting and they, they dig a little 
bit deeper into his story and how he got arrested. And if convicted, his trial is in January. If convicted, he could spend 20 years in jail just for having um, social media posts and, you know, views where he, you know, really intends harm on people. And I just found the whole thing fascinating. I find Embedded as a um, podcast extremely fascinating, but this is one where I feel like I had like a school slant. And, um, you know, we're really living in those times where um, this kind of stuff comes up, if not in our own classrooms or in our own schools, it's certainly in the news more and more frequently. And, you know, what do you do when it does happen a little closer to home? I am, I am definitely sure that there are not too many schools that have given this topic a lot of thought. We prepare for a lot of things in education. This is something that I'm sure there's no plan in place for in many, many places. Right. And, you know, I don't know. I just like the handbook. I, ha- I did not download it. It's a free PDF download, but it's something um, that I want to look at and just kind of just peruse, see what kind of content is included in it. That's pretty deep. I actually have um, a recommendation. No, that's cool. I have a recommendation that goes kind of deep, but not quite that deep. And uh, I told you guys before, I'm a pretty avid educational podcast listener. I don't necessarily venture out too much into non-education podcasts, but um, there is an education podcast that I have started listening to over the last couple of weeks. And I don't know if you guys have... um, uh, found this podcast or if you've heard him speak in person, but uh, Brian Mendler is doing some great things. Brian Mendler is a well-recognized, I think at this point, uh, educator and, and speaker who hits the circuit pretty hard talking about that one kid. Um, and he, I believe, was a special education teacher for quite a, a number of years in upstate New York. And um he really speaks to how to tap into those those troubled kids, um, trauma-informed teaching, if you will. Um, and, and so he just did an episode uh, that came out October 28th. There's no episode number, but it's called My Worst Student. And he actually brings back on to his podcast as a guest – uh, a student from one of his first couple of years teaching, maybe his first year, who literally came, like recommended, uh, that's not the right word, came with a reputation when he entered Brian's class where everyone was like, oh my God, that's the worst student. And and Brian kind of admits on that show, like he he feels sorry that he even listened to his colleagues when they said that but he brings this guy back and there's a very very brief uh, description of the show or that episode rather it says interview with mike carey my worst student and author of the poem dad if that's what you call it 15 years after high school and the uh the premise of that poem as well is that mike wrote that poem in brian's class as a student And I don't want to go too far into it because I do want you to listen, but Mike had a very troubled background growing up, and of course he had some some dad issues, and he wrote a poem that Brian now reads in almost every single uh, speech, keynote, whatever that he does around the country, and it's a little profane, but it's really deep, it's really emotional, it's raw, but it's it's real and 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 it's real in the sense that that's what students are going through not all students but a lot of students and you won't know it unless you build 
such a deep relationship with that student and treat that student the way that they deserve to be treated in your class so that you can tap into them, not just academically, but socially and emotionally as well. And and so I really appreciate what Brian is doing. He is absolutely a leader of learning. If you are listening to the show and you know Brian, um, I have reached out to him to be a guest on the Leader of Learning podcast, and hopefully he'll get back to me soon. But I really appreciate what he's doing. And um, that episode in particular uh, resonated with me a lot. So I appreciate that one. That's an excellent share. I've uh, clicked on uh, the link to that. It's uh, brianmendler.com slash my dash worst dash. Yeah, easier for me to say my dash worst dash student. So there'll be a link to that in the show notes out at podcastpd.com slash 60 and that's another episode where you have some more great podcast recommendations because we like podcasts (laughs) and certainly a lot of value a lot of different types of value shared today yeah definitely lots of different topics i like it yeah dan thank you for sharing thank you for being a guest on the show uh as we continue to close out the show unfortunately uh, there's no feedback via any channels. So uh, if you're out there, please sh- share your thoughts on this episode or any episode that we've created. And uh, we really would love to hear what you think about the show and where we can go for future episodes. So uh, Wait, I think that's wrong. I thought we got some feedback with our one-star readings uh, on iTunes. No, that wasn't. I mean, that's not, that, that was, that's, not really, <laughs> that's not really the feedback we're talking about. We kind of want to. Listen, it's feedback. Well, we already spoke about it. Not so all feedback that person, is going to be glowing. Well, hey, look, you know what? I'll be honest with you. That's the feedback engagement we got. Engagement is engagement. If the person is out there listening and you gave us a second chance, thank you. Hopefully we didn't disappoint this time around. There you go. You know what, too? I, I mean, I, I would even suggest to listeners to provide feedback if you took any of our recommendations. Um, if you listened to any of the four episodes that we just recommended of other podcasts, I would love to hear about that, how, how you like those. Yeah, you know, we 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 ask for feedback. Always, but we, nobody those actually who are listening. Nobody really do you actually us. check out what we a- recommend? <laughs> Let us know. Maybe we should cut out the segment. Who knows? No, that's like the whole no, point that's of the show. The whole point of, you can't times. do that. That's how this <laughs> the whole thing started. Was talking about podcasts. So, but uh, I'm going to borrow from another show, and Stacey will get this reference. Um, so, podcast PD mutant army rise up and go. Add lots of reviews on Apple Podcasts to uh, squash down this poorly reewed statement. Oh, it's over. Move on. It's okay to have some negativity. I think it's funny. I, did, I don't even go onto iTunes anymore. So there <laughs> <Yeah>. you go. <laughs> All but right. That's, well, from t- that's from uh, Check Me and Ride Home. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right, Stacey, let's end on a positive note. And uh, I believe you have our Twitter shout outs this episode. So, oh, do please. I? Yeah. Okay, so um, Twitter shout-outs to Tim L. Riley, um, at Honored to Teach, at MPHS Library, at Second Two, the number two, Arrow, at Clark M141, at Mindful Services, at Undercraft, three... Undercaffeinated. Oh, see, this is why I should not be the reader of the things. Okay, so at Undercaffeinated... With um, a three uh, instead of an E for caffeinated, which I always spell incorrectly anyway. At Tanny McGee, at Jim G Martin twenty nine, at H Donoras D A U N O R A S, at Tweet Annie D, at K 
khenson underscore edu, at Brian Carr, at D.A. Schnauz, at Trope Nathaniel, at Teach in Heels 08, and at J. Riley Education. Thank you so much. Um, shout outs to you for being so awesome. Nice. And before we wrap up the episode, again, Dan Krinus was our guest today. You can find his podcast at leaderoflearning.com. And for those who want to connect with you, Dan, what's the best way or ways to do that? Uh, a couple of quick and easy ways. Leaderoflearning.com is where you can come find everything regarding the show and the brand, uh, the blog, which I don't really do too much of, but uh, definitely leaderoflearning.com is where everything is housed at. And you can find me pretty much on all social media platforms at dcrinus. Nice. Thanks again that's, for being here. I should I should say that's spelled K R E I N E S S. The E comes before the I. It's a it's a weird German thing, I think. I don't know, but it so it's trips not an I before E. Correct. E before it's, I because he's yeah, so fly. I bucked the system. <laughs> oh my goodness. Nice. I love. It. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode of Podcast PD. The next episode of the podcast is going to be recorded live, live, live. At Ed Camp, New Jersey, on Saturday, November 23rd. So if you're attending Ed Camp, New Jersey, awesome. If not, well, you're going to miss out on being a part of our live studio audience. Um, but join us at Ed Camp, New Jersey, and maybe you'll be a part of the show. And on that note, it is time to say goodbye. Say goodbye, Christopher. Goodbye, Christopher. Say goodbye, AJ. Goodbye, AJ. Say goodbye, Dan. Goodbye, Dan. Goodbye, Podcast BD. Thank you for checking out this episode of Podcast PD. For links to everything that we discussed in this episode, you can visit the show notes at our website, podcastpd.com. To connect with the show on social media, we are at Podcast PD on Instagram and Twitter, and we share using the hashtag podcast pd to connect with stacy aj and myself we are on twitter at mr nessie at i run tech and at aj bianco we would love to hear from you so please go to podcastpd.com slash feedback and send us an email send us a voice message whatever you need to do also if you enjoyed this podcast make sure you share it with somebody that you think would get value from it word of mouth is the best way to share a podcast you enjoy and we hope you enjoyed podcast pd we appreciate you listening, we appreciate your sharing, and we love creating this podcast for you. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care. <laughs>